0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. This is the Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line. Now from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: It's a Buffalo stampede at Rogers Place. The Sabres whipping the Edmonton Oilers 5-0 A season full of disappointment for the Oilers, and this is the lowest point. They trailed 1-0 after 1. They allow four goals in the second period. The Sabres go 3-4 for on the power play. The Oilers' home ice penalty killing 54.2% on the season. Barring a miracle, it will finish as the worst home ice penalty killing in the history of the National Hockey League. Jack Eichel, a start tonight. He finished with four points. Let's go live. Here's Oilers head
2: coach penalty Todd McClellan. a
3: minute, Todd, but just your thoughts overall on the the effort level and what you didn't get
2: from your team tonight. Well, we didn't get much, and you know, disappointing, huge letdown. I'm not sure what words to use to describe it. Just. Doesn't feel very good right now, obviously, deep in the gut. And for anybody that watched it, it was uh, quite disappointing. Todd, what is it? Go ahead. asked a few of your
3: players who, I mean, Conard said this has happened a few times now. Do you sense an ingredient missing that maybe prevents other teams from, from having this
2: consistent type of well, we've something? We talked about this yesterday. Um, and in fact, this morning, I think, at our media availability about giving it back. And uh, good, strong teams get on a roll. We've we've seen Colorado do it, Calgary do it. Those types of teams get on a roll and they don't give it back. We've consistently given it back this year. Just when we gain a little bit of traction, we give it back. And uh, I don't know if there's a missing ingredient there, but that's a, a common pattern for our group, and it's something that uh, you know that didn't occur last year. Uh, it did occur in years prior. So we're back to where we were, and we've got to find a way to. To fix those things,
4: Todd, your special teams again let you down.
2: Horrendous tonight. Horrendous. P- penalty kill was was horrendous. Guys not doing their jobs, uh, reacting slow, and the power play did nothing to create any momentum for us in the game.
5: You you've worked on your special teams lately. What what? Why isn't it responding what what are you not seeing either in practice um, does it is it intensity of practice that isn't working because there's the no, we act- practice like you play because there there's just nothing improving especially at the penalty we
2: actually uh, have a better go at it in practice than we do uh, in the game situation which is baffling for me um, but you know, we should be able to, when you think about the power play perspective, the type of people that we can put on the ice and the type of players and the past that they've produced and proven, uh, there should be way better results. So some of that is uh, execution. The other, what, some of it's belief system. I'm sure some of it has to be systematic as well. Uh, the penalty kill it comes down to, to grinding it out and getting it done. And, um, you know, anywhere from being in a shooting lane to clearing a puck to... Uh, uh, to winning a face-off. Um, penalty kill is a lot more about hard work and commitment than it is um, skill level. There are some reads and reacts and stuff like that to do, but uh, uh, we weren't anywhere near where we needed to be in either of the units tonight. You
3: mentioned systems. From the time when your f- penalty kill first started having trouble, I think midway through the
2: year even last year, how many significant fundamental changes have you made? Well, we made uh, a number of them. And... Um, you know, up until tonight, uh, when we made significant changes systematically, uh, we'd given up a few goals, but uh, you know, I think two in, in 20 or something like that, which is, is not a bad ratio, but tonight was uh, unacceptable.
1: Okay, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan live for GCL Diesel for genuine diesel parts at great prices. Visit GCL Diesel in the West End or online at gcldiesel.com. 5 nothing Buffalo wins. Here's another terrible stat for you, Rob. We don't have enough of them <laughs> Three yet. Three <laughs> of the Oilers' last five home games have ended in a 5 nothing loss.
5: Yeah, that is a bad stat, isn't it? I, and it was 5 nothing after 40. Yeah, I mean, and the Buffalo, third period
1: was a formality. Just Buffalo get did. over mean, with their
5: last power play, they didn't even put their best player on the ice. Eichel never touched the ice. So, I I, I agree. This this was the, the the low point of the season, thus far. Um, you, the Oilers had something going the last little while. They get the big wins just before the the break. They come out of the break and and get the win on home ice. And you're thinking, maybe, just maybe. You look at the schedule coming up, they, they got a game against Buffalo, who's not a strong team, playing the second of back-to-back. They got a game against Calgary, who they've dominated, as Bob has said, as of late. And you're thinking, well, when those are at 5-0, five, five and, oh, and I believe it's Colorado after that, which is another team that has played well as of late, but you know there's got to be a blip in their, 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 their streak, as they saw tonight where they lost to Montreal. And now you're thinking, well, you know what, if they can scare a couple teams... And instead, tonight, it was just from top to bottom. I don't know, and, and I think it's safe to say if you ask anyone in that dressing, I'm not sure there's anyone in that room that can come out and say, you know what, you know, I, I had her going tonight. It was there for me, just a couple bad bounces. And that's the sad part because this is a team that is so far out of it right now, they need something magical to happen, and they had a little magic going. And they they wasted it tonight on a on a game that, I mean, if if there's a circles that you put around certain teams that you feel you should beat, a home ice game against the Buffalo Sabres would certainly have a big circle around it.
1: Yeah, this was a bad one for the Oilers. Five nothing, they lose to to Buffalo. I mean, there's there's nothing positive ab- about this game. I, I mean, we're not going to pick a fourth star for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. We'll pick all. We'll pick the few thousand fans who stayed right until the end of the game. I guess so. We'll have several thousand fourth stars. I, I mean, and and you said it, Rob. You start to, you start to think, okay. Maybe they're playing a little better. They, I mean, I, I would still include the loss to Nashville as a game where they played pretty well and, and battled hard, even though it was a loss. So, But but you look at the entire season, they have never played more than four strong games in a row. They won four in a row before Christmas, and if we give them credit for a decent effort in Nashville before they, they won the three straight. So, I mean, that's... That's just a complete formula for disaster because there are nights you'll play well and lose on a bounce or a hot goalie or a or a special teams, which well, often well, cost them.
5: And, and I'm not the fact that they haven't played more than four good ones in a row. To me, that that's not because most of the best teams can't string together five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row. But the problem is they they play four good ones in a row and it's not a bad one, and then four more good ones in a row. The Oilers will play four good ones in a row, then they'll have.
1: Three yeah, or well, four bad point. ones then it's in a row. That's a lot
5: of bad ones. Uh, so it's not like they're having that one, you know, off night and then they just get it right back and they're back on uh, on track again. It's it's the, they're on streaks. And the problem for them, their streaks, the, the bad streaks have certainly outweighed the good ones. And the Oilers can ill afford a bad streak because where they are in the standings, it's not only the points they're out, you know, 10, 11, 12, whatever it is now, it's the number of teams that they got to jump over. And. Tonight, again, I can't emphasize enough, this was a game that you need to beat the Buffalo Sabres because they have a little stretch. They play Calgary and they play Colorado. But then if memory serves me right, then all of a sudden they go out on the West Coast and they're playing the... Well, they yeah, got,
1: they got two California trips yeah. in February.
5: So, and those are not easy, as we've seen when the Oilers are playing well let alone when they're struggling. So uh, it, it was a tough night, and I, and I agree. I'm not sure you can find any positives in the game tonight. 5
1: nothing. Buffalo Cruises past the Oilers. Jack Eichel, an outstanding game. He had four points. Sam Reinhart, who has been having a tough year, comes through big tonight. He gets three points. The Oilers are shut out for the sixth time this season. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three 63 is our open line number. It's 10 o'clock. We'll welcome Garrett to the show. Garrett, thank you for calling.
6: Hi. Uh, evening, guys. Uh, Yeah, that was a sad state of affairs. And uh, I just want to say it was really I like what Rob was saying in the uh, second intermission that uh, there was just a bunch of laziness is what I caught. Um, And uh, I've never seen Cassian drag his behind around there as bad as he did tonight. And, you know, I love the guy. uh, But uh, I think it was between him and Connor who were the laziest. And I know Connor had uh, a message sent to him being put on the fourth line tonight. And uh, it was just so sad. Like, I, uh, this is, I'm a diehard. Uh don't live in the city of, of uh, Edmonton. I live in Vancouver. But the uh, thing is, it's just like I can feel the hurt and pain all the way over here. <laughs> and it is sad. So yep. I, uh, I'll leave it to you guys. And uh, I still think we're going to make the playoffs. I still do. Uh, Call me crazy, but I'm <laughs> well.
1: I, I, I will call you crazy, but but I will I will disagree with you. And, and look, I I've I've always said this. No one's out till they're out, and you know it's fun to to hope and, and hope. But I mean, they're not going to get in. They they may have another little winning streak or where they're playing well. It, it's too much to climb over, and and they can't maintain. I mean, I I, I feel like Rob. I've I've seen 48 games. I know there's still 30 four left. They're not capable of winning 22, 24, 26. I, I mean, you, you, you get to know what a team is like over the course of a season, and we just talked about it. They can play well. Yes, they can look really good for a short stretch, but then the bad stretches go on and on and on. I mean, you won, you won four before Christmas, great. Then you go one, six, and one in your next eight. I mean, you could four and four in your next eight, fine. That's understandable. Yep. So, I, I mean... I mean, I, it's it's fun to it's fun to hope, but I mean, I think I got to be realistic at this point. I mean, I
5: I've said at the beginning of the season they make the playoffs. Well, I, I said at the yeah, beginning and, of the season I'm going to be wrong. Yeah, and I'm but I'm going to stay with it. I just I don't want because every because there's all these other guys that are going on saying that, you know they're done, and then they will win three in a row. And then okay, you know what? I think they have a chance. And then they will lose, and they're done. So I'm going to stick with my early prediction. I'm not going to put any more money. I'm not going to double down on it. But I'm going to say yes, the Edmonton Oilers are going to make the playoffs. Well, I said it quietly, but I said, you said, it. <laughs> said it very quietly. <laughs> I just don't, like I said, I don't,
1: I don't know. Well, I know how it can happen. I, I just think that sequence of events actually happening a, at this point is, is pretty unlikely. Uh, Colorado's winning streak ended tonight, by the way, after winning 10 in a row. They lost 4 2 to the Montreal Canadiens as we look at the advantage trailer rentals, out-of-town scoreboard. 12 games tonight. Vancouver has taken it to L.A. 6-2 for the Canucks after two. Actually, L.A.'s fallen off quite a bit lately, and the Oilers needed a team to do that and take advantage, but they and, haven't really been able to.
5: And I, They just showed their schedule. That at some, like They have two home games in their next 11 or something like that over the next little while so they're in a tough stretch right now not a good time to be playing poorly
1: golden knights lead the blue jackets 4-2 after two early in the third anaheim is up 5-3 on the rangers late second period it's 3-3 between the jets and the sharks the bruins win again 3-2 over the devils penguins knock off the hurricanes 3-1 Flyers in overtime 3-2 against the Red Wings. Blues shut out the Senators 3-0. Carter Hutton gets the shutout. Good game between the Lightning and Predators. Tampa Bay takes it 4-3 in overtime. The Stars hammer the Panthers 6-1 and of course right here at Rogers Place 5-0 Buffalo over your Edmonton Oilers. 7804960063. We have Alex on the line. Go ahead Alex. Hey guys, how you doing? Well, probably better than you, buddy. <laughs>
6: Rob, I gotta laugh, buddy. You gotta I think you're delusional, Rob, but <laughs>
5: <laughs> I've been called way worse than that. But I have been called that many times too.
6: But I know I've listened to Bob Stoffer on the, the Nooner show and I listened to him too and he's a bit of a dreamer this year too. But you know, and that's why it doesn't surprise me the score today, because all oh, year, you know, the it's been like this, eh? So the score doesn't surprise me and you know, I'll give credit to the fans. You know, uh, they could have booed him harder. And the only reason why they didn't because they know how bad this hockey team is, and uh, you know what? I'm not going to go crazy this time. Okay, I could go up and down the GM, the coaching, the, the players, heart, the passion. There's something missing in that room. You know, it's all of the above, right? So, but guys, can I ask you a question? Truthfully, though, yep, where go are ahead. they going to? Where do you think they're going to pick in the draft this year? And the second question, I got uh, actually two more questions. Do you think Milan Luchas is the slowest player in the National Hockey League? And will the new GM, whether that's on the offseason or next year, will he ask, will he ask Milan Luchas to waive his no-trade contract in years to come? Uh,
1: I, well, I would say I, I doubt that for next year. Uh, I mean, he still has five years left on his contract after after this year. Uh, he didn't have a good game tonight, but no. uh, but nobody did. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they're gonna. I, I can't tell you where they're gonna pick in the draft because uh, the season's a long way from over, and obviously the draft lottery now includes three teams, not two. Yeah, I don't even understand so how that works. We're not really so. answering any of Alice's questions, but I, no, but I think he was just. Making but thanks a for pick, calling. I think he was just making a point with. Uh, with, with, with I Demini think with, he was. Being I mean, New facetious. Jersey and Philadelphia moved way up in the in the draft lottery uh, last year, right? So you don't know.
5: I, I just I don't understand how they do the draft lottery. Well, they
1: draw three te- they draw three teams and it's weighted, so the bad teams have a greater chance of getting drawn.
5: Oh, okay, then so their balls so right, are now, heavier? They,
1: right now, right now their balls are heavier, Rob. <laughs> yes, indeed, that's we just said that.
5: Bad teams, be- bad <laughs> teams have heavier balls. <laughs> Bob just left. Bob has left the building. He and Elvis just walked out together. It's going to be a long night, isn't it? 5 nothing for
1: Buffalo. Well, I think it already was. Uh 5 nothing Buffalo just absolutely pasting the Oilers tonight. Edmonton's record 21 24 and 3 on the season. Home ice 10 13 and 1. They're actually uh, 11 11 and 2 on the road, which is a a passable road record, not a great road record, but a uh, I mean, they actually have a better road record than some teams that are in the playoffs. That's how bad they've been on home ice.
5: Yeah, though it has not been a good season for them on home ice. Um, So, look, the
1: penalty kill is is terrible. 54.2% at home. You know, they seem to be using more of that diamond formation with the the one forward. He'll follow the puck or the D-man across the top. It continues not to work. Todd McClellan called it. Horrendous today, said guys getting out of position. But I guess at what point is it time to say we're, we're not going to use that formation? I mean, if you know, Todd likes to use comparisons to other sports, a football coach might believe a play is going to work, but 60% of the season, if it can just continues not to work, you have to ta- take that player that formation out of your playbook.
5: But the problem they have is it works on the road. <laughs> So I well, that's an interesting point. So yeah. that, that's yeah. the problem. That it's so it okay. This the we which is it's harder to kill on the road. Most teams' power plays are better on home ice. They got the home ice, the the, the crowd into it, and teams seem to play a little freer, and the bounces seem to go their way on home ice. So. I, 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 this is one that it, it confounds me. I don't understand how, like they're 85% plus or somewhere along that line on the road. Are they not?
1: Uh, yeah, I just had it here. 86.6, second is, which, in the NHL so on the
5: road. So, fantastic. So, like second in the NHL on the road with the exact same players, exact same systems. So, what do you do? Like, do you have a home penalty killing unit? Do like you have different guys on home ice? You change it up on home I, I don't understand. I think that's what's uh, flabbergasting the coaching staff is how can we be so good away? And then so horrible at home with the same players in the same system. So I I don't know. I think he did uh, talk about it in in his coach's talk after the game with the media that a lot of penalty killing and 90% of penalty killing is work ethic. It's commitment. It's details. It's getting in lanes. It's not cheating. It's getting pucks out when you have to. It's winning battles in front of the net. And it's not as much system play. And the Oilers tonight, I'm trying to think of the goals. The one, it was a shot from the point where they weren't obviously in good enough lanes because the, the D-man from the, the point shot it and it went in the net. Uh, down low, they, they had a beautiful, pretty play down to the goal line back out. So obviously the guy that's supposed to be in his position wasn't, because Darnell Nurse, I believe it was, is playing a two-on-one. He has absolutely no chance. And then Eichel, again, a shooting lane. He's, he's got the puck, and it's not a surprise. Jack Eichel can shoot. Yeah, i great seen, shot. And I've seen many times on TV where they've shown the replays, and he scored from that same spot. Just a simple wrist shot snapshot. Again, it, the, you got a screen goaltender, and you got nobody in the lane. So those aren't systems. Those are just uh, not reading it properly. So I, I, I don't know what they do. But obviously, they have to do something because you, you're, when you're at. F- There's no way you can have a winning record, even close to it, if your penalty killing on home ice is 55%. Yeah. There's no way.
1: Well, that's, I mean, they were shut out tonight, so they didn't score anyway. But how many games have they lost where it's like, oh, 2 2 5 on 5, and they allow two power play yep. goals, and they lose 4 2 or whatever? 5 nothing Buffalo cruising past the Oilers tonight. 780 496 0063. We'll welcome Fred on the open line. Good evening, Fred. Hey, boys. How are you tonight? Yeah, good, Fred. It's good to hear from you.
7: Uh, well, Reed, I don't want to have to put that Stanley Cup away for another 10 years.
1: Well, uh, you can put it away this year. Uh, we'll oh, see about next year.
7: a complete and utter embarrassment. Congratulations to the Buffalo Sabres on their two-game winning streak at the expense of them. they 5 nothing to Buffalo at home. Wow. There's got to be sweeping changes, boys. Like, I'm serious. Uh, right from the top. I don't blame McClellan for all this. It's all on Charlie. I hate to say it, but uh, he's not providing the players. And he had the opportunity. We know the contract situations with McDavid, and it's all kicking in next year, and things are only going to get worse instead of better. Where do you go from here? There's 35 games left or so. Where do you go from here?
1: Well, I think they'll, I mean, it's still 14 games to the trade deadline. Uh, I mean, Shirelli said on Sunday that uh, at the time he liked how they were playing, but they were still a long way out. So the slim chance gets even slimmer after tonight. I I would expect the unrestricted free agents, specifically Maroon and to to be traded, not for any uh, massive return.
5: Is Camilleri? Oh, and Camilleri, Camilleri, yeah.
1: Okay, realistically. Well,
5: some team might take him as depth.
1: But you're not going to get you get less than
5: you would for the other two guys. You would, but right now, would you not take just about anything? Yeah. I mean, hit a home run with it. Oh, sure.
1: A, yeah. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we've been hearing about Shirley for a long time, and I've been critical of him as uh, as well. And I, when the team is this bad, for sure, every, everybody's going to be criticized. I don't I don't know if he's going to be fired. I, I don't think the upper, upper levels of the organization, and I'm talking about the owner, and I'm talking about Bob Nicholson, expect. I don't, well, I don't think anybody expected the team to be this bad this year. And I also don't know how enthusiastic they are to start over with everybody. So, I, 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 again, I know the fans who are really angry, and I know there are a lot of you, and I, know I, don't, I don't blame you. But I don't expect something huge to happen in season. Because let's say you change the general manager, what's he going to do in the next four weeks? No,
5: nothing's going to happen during the season. I, I, I'd be really surprised I'd be, surprised shocked. I'd be shocked. Nothing certainly would happen with a general manager. I think that at the end of the season, and it looking like it, if the Oilers do not make the playoffs, the the hierarchy, the, the big guys will sit down and, they'll evaluate, and the first person they evaluate is the GM. And then if they decide yes or no, and then after that, they'll evaluate the coaching staff, and it'll be yes or no, and then they'll get into the players. But you always start at the top, and you, you give an evaluation of what you like and what you don't like, and if this is what you want going forward, and whenever you have a disappointing season, one where you are way below what your expectations are, well, then the the, the talks become a lot more serious and you go through everything. And you, you're trying to see where you want to be as a team and if the people that you have are the, the people that can get you there or not
1: alright nine six zero zero six three Buffalo 5, Oilers, nothing is the final. We have Brad on the line. Brad, once uh, you get your comment in, you're going to finish the play as we hope to give you an eight-day parking pass to JetSet U Park. Jet Set Parking Park, cheap and easy. Visit jetsetparking.com. But first, buddy, what's on your mind?
8: Well, hey, you know, I, I want to celebrate the positive tonight, guys. And uh, that's that, you know, I took my nine-year-old daughter to her first Oiler game ever, and just think of the thousands of dollars moving forward I'll save with her not wanting to see
1: the Oilers again. Well, (laughs) you're a a very good parent for always finding a positive.
5: Just think of it this way, though. Every game that she goes to better should be better. Or every game she goes from now on should be better. So it's going to get better for her.
8: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I hope so. And, hey, I know you can point out a lot of different Oilers tonight as they're your whipping boys and all that. But is it just me or at what point... Well, they moved 27 to the bottom six. I mean, let's face reality, guys. He's not physically engaged out there. He doesn't do much to, you know, agitate or, or do things. But he's not a top six forward. I, I know the contract dictates that, and sometimes I often wonder, you know, I, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts
5: on that? Well, as far as physically engaged, that, I disagree with you on that one tonight. He led the Oilers. He led everyone tonight with eight hits.
8: Oh, he did, eh?
5: Yeah, okay. so, I mean when it comes to Milan speed is going to be an issue especially when you're if if you're trying to put him in your top 6 with a Connor McDavid or even a Leon Draisaitl and I think Leon actually at points tonight was skating um yeah. the, the 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 thing with Milan is he's on pace for what he always gets i mean i mean people are the, the expectations of of what Milan can do i think uh, i think they're they're too high i think Milan Lucic has got know, 30 points on the season. Now, I guess the goals are down a little bit now, but he's on pace for another 50-point season.
1: Brad, I, I I, mean, we've seen him now firsthand for a year and a half, and, you know, I, I, I'd watch him off and on with Buffalo. They went deep into the playoffs a couple of times. I, I, I just think Lucic, when he has an off game, he really has an off game. He fumbles the puck. He doesn't get to spots, and cl- it, clearly that was his issue tonight. I, are they going to shuffle the lines? I mean... You could put the lines. There was some baseball manager in the '70s that had a losing streak, and he drew the batting order out of a hat. Yeah, I mean, the, the Oilers could almost do that with the line combinations with the game like tonight. But, 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 fair comment uh, on yep. on Lucic for sure. Brad, do you want to finish the play?
8: Absolutely. Was Lucic giving it away, or the Oilers not scoring?
1: Uh, well, it's the Oilers not scoring. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question. Here we go.
6: Maroon will protect the puck against Scandal. Out to the point, shot off the crossbar from Sekra. That was a knuckle puck that fooled Robin Leonard, but it stays
1: out. All right, I think you're going to know this one. That was Sekra hitting the post. What team drafted Sekra back in 2004?
8: Um, I think it was uh, Carolina, right?
1: I'll give you a hint. They played yeah. at Roger's place tonight.
8: Oh, jeez, thank you.
5: Uh, it was Buffalo. It was
1: Buffalo. You get two guesses, says I didn't give him a you know, either I thought, or.
5: I couldn't even give him a hint there because I didn't know the answer to Buffalo that Buffalo
1: third round back in oh. Uh, 2004. Oh, there you go. There you go. Brad, good job for uh, finishing the play. Buffalo's best player tonight was Jack Eichel. His comments for BDO, First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency
9: Trustees. That's nice to get those three. Yeah, it's big. Um, you know, we come in on a back-to-back, uh, you know, a team that's probably, uh, you know, pretty energized, had a few days, so uh, we had an emotional win last night. You know, you want to come in, play a good road first, and obviously to get a power play goal early, get yourself, uh, you know, feeling good, it's uh, it's important.
2: You guys have been clicking for a little while now, and it's the same five from last year. Is that, is it confidence? Is it moving the park?
9: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're all just doing our jobs, and, and uh, you know, like you said, you know, the more uh, more reps you get together, the more times you go out, you know, the more comfortable you start to feel. And, um, you know, I think uh, it's good because, you know, you're seeing everybody score. You're seeing Risto score. Uh, you know, Oki got one. Oki's got a couple in the power play this year. Uh, you know, everyone's kind of contributing. So, um, you know, we're all playing each other's position. I think we're moving around pretty well. And, you know, like you said, there's a confidence right now when we go out there that we're going to, you know, succeed and, and get the job done. So... Um, earlier in the year i think uh, it was a bit of frustrating uh part of our game but um right now i think it's something that we were able to build off
3: how aware are you guys coming into this building of both their home penalty kill's yeah. it's it's 50 some percent it's one of the worst big games ever seen are you guys aware of that and you feel like that's something yeah i know
9: on? what i didn't know until you just said it but uh you know it's tough to read off percentages um I bet you teams look at our power play, the percentage probably wasn't that high coming into uh, you know, the last few weeks. and. Um you know, any team can really perform any given night, so um, I thought we did a good job uh, possessing the puck. Uh, you know, relieving from their pressure and and uh, getting pucks to the net. And you know, Rhino with a couple good screens. You know, he gets them in the first. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a way to build confidence for your team for sure. There's been times you've scored five in a week when you look up at the scoreboard after 40 minutes and see that. Just how much. It's yeah, it's good. Obviously, you want to you know come out in the third and and uh, close the game out for Lenny. Um, you know, he made a lot of good saves and. and and uh, you know we've been on the other side of that this year so um you obviously uh, prefer to be uh, in our position tonight and you know just want to keep doing the right things um, you know I think it's important for us to all uh, realize you know what got us to this position uh, you know winning this game and, and and why we had success tonight and obviously uh, you know we took care of the puck but I thought we did a really good job uh, you know getting the puck back when we didn't have it I thought we uh, you know took your time and space away we were good in the neutral zone and uh, you know I thought our D did a great job breaking the puck out you know as it's a, a recipe for success in a game like this you know you compete you win your battles and you do that and and you're gonna have success so you know it's a good hot team over there. I thought we, uh, I thought we did a good job taking the momentum away. How
8: does it feel playing this well? Breathe,
9: this check, Eichel.
1: All right, Cal Morris working the Sabers room tonight. Eichel, four points. Also had the winner last night in Calgary. Sabers crushing the Edmonton Oilers, five nothing. You're going to hear from Milan Lucic and Connor McDavid. Nick is up next on the phone lines. Canadian Brew House overtime open line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center.
0: From the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio.
1: 630 chair. It was bad. Buffalo Sabres 5, Edmonton Oilers nothing. And no to all you wiseacres on Twitter, we do not turn on the Japanese Village goal light when the other team gets to 5. When the Oilers do, which they actually did in their last game, we turn it on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. We do appreciate you tuning in tonight. It is 1023. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, and Nick on the open line at 780-496-0063. Good evening, Nick. Hello, Nick. Are you there? Yeah, how you guys doing? Yeah, good.
10: Thanks for calling. Just want to say I love the show, uh, first off. Uh, three three quick things here you guys can pick and choose kind of what you answer to. Um, number one, uh, Puliarvi's flying right now. I, I really think he's probably the only guy on our team right now that can play with McDavid's speed. Uh, McDavid seems kind of lost out there with Maroon and Kajula. Um, I think uh, his production of late uh, it is, regardless of dry settle and and I think putting him with McDavid would put a spark on the team. Uh, number two. Talbot, I hear a lot of uh, things, goals are in Talbot's fault. He had no chance. But you look at any highlight reel, uh, goalies like Dubnik, who are playing Unreal right now, um, Lundqvist, they're making Unreal saves. Talbot's being mediocre. And if you look at this game, uh, I'm a goalie myself. Every goal tonight and probably the last three weeks, there's a small technical thing that uh, the goalie coach could have picked up on it and, uh, and helped Talbot out on those. So I think a goalie coach changed. It won't make us make the playoffs, but uh, it'd be a big help. And and number three, um, you guys are mentioning 26 games to make the playoffs, and maybe I'm a little far to reach here, but I'm a hopeful others fan. And if I'm not mistaken, Calgary's at 11 points up on us. we got three games left in the, se- in the season. If we split that two and one, um, we got to win four games out of the next 30 games to make the playoffs. So you're telling me that Calgary's going to go... Twenty-six and four in the next thirty games, as well, for Oilers to make the playoffs. Is that correct? Anyway, uh, whatever you guys can comment on, I'd appreciate it. Um, the
5: the Talbot one, they're not. I don't think they're making a goalie change or a goalie coach change. This is the same goalie coach he had last year when he had an all-world season. But yeah, Talbot has not been anywhere close. Oh, no, it's it's to both. What he was it's last it's year.
1: both. It's too many open chances, and, and he's not making enough saves. Yep. No, yep.
5: I, I think last year was an all-world season that covered up a lot of warts on this team. And this year he's not making those A's, and you're now starting to see the warts. Uh, as far as Calgary, uh, I don't understand the 26 and four that they go. The Edmonton Oilers. It's not just Calgary they're trying to catch. They're trying to catch every team in their in the Western Conference outside of Except Vancouver, for
1: Vancouver and Arizona. In
5: Arizona, yeah. so it's uh, Calgary. I think can play 500 hockey the rest of the year, and that'll be more than enough to beat the Edmonton Oilers for a playoff spot. And what was the first one he asked about? Oh, Pulley with McDavid. Well, there P- played with McDavid and. And, and, and he was playing well, but they weren't produ- producing. And that's one of the reasons they made the change. He was, uh, I think... Like tonight had, or do you mean coming in tonight? Coming Well, about, he had a 10-game stretch where he was playing McDavid and he had, I think, what, two assists or one assist in the ten, eight eight games or nine games. Uh, he, he was playing well. They just weren't producing. They split them up and he had success with Lucic and Dreisaitl. Um But pooley I believe, we eventually will be with Connor McDavid. I, th- I think that is their, their plan. Uh, but, re- I mean, right now, I don't think it matters. The way they played tonight did not matter what the lines were. They're, you could have had anybody with anyone. A- a- the effort and, and the battle weren't near good enough. So I don't think it mattered who Todd McClellan put with anyone tonight. Uh, next game, who knows? it? might be back with Connor. Uh, I-, I don't know. I-, I think the coaching staff's going to sleep on this one before they start making decisions about their next game.
1: 5 nothing, the Oilers lose. Let's go down to their room for GCL Diesel for genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Visit GCL in the West End or online at gcldiesel.com. Here's Milan Lucic.
11: I mean, it was pl- pretty clear, like you just said, with the effort and everything. And um, I don't think uh, we had enough respect for this hockey team and ended up biting us. So it's unfortunate because we were ready to play coming out of the break. Uh against the Vancouver club, and uh, we didn't have the same mentality or mindset at all here tonight, so um, um, that's what happens, like I said, when you, when you, when you uh, are ready to, to play the other team, no matter who it is or where they are in the standings.
3: This has happened a few times this season where it's been this type of effort when, when you've, you've needed better. What ingredient is missing in here that, that prevents that in other in other groups?
11: I'm not sure. Uh, for whatever reason, seems like when we play division team, our mindset is in the right right spot, our intensity is where it needs to be and all that type of stuff. So maybe we need to pretend like we're playing a Pacific division team uh, every single night. So, uh, yeah, just poor effort, you know, can't afford to, to lose games. Uh, no disrespect for them against teams like this, you know, where you should have two points in, at least in the season series, and we come up with zero against them. So it uh, just goes to show why we are where we are.
1: Well, that's a pretty damning comment early on, well, the stuff at the end, but earlier on he says we didn't have enough respect for this hockey team. I mean, that's, that's mind-boggling given how the Oilers' season has gone. But it's something that we've seen. But it's but it's a it's a it's a problem. They they play as we talked about a couple two three four games in a row, and start to think like oh huh, look at us, and I mean good good teams, Rob don't take anybody lightning. They lightly they play to their standards all the time, and then if you catch another team on an off night. Then you then you might have a night you can you can cruise through if you catch another team playing well at least you you're in the battle and you might get something out of the game but for the I mean for the Oilers not to have enough respect for anybody given where they are that's I mean man that's bad
5: well and that that was the fear and that's what we talked about with, with Bob at the beginning of the game you know keys to the game don't overlook the Buffalo Sabers and start thinking about the Calgary Flames and the importance of that game because the Buffalo Sabers they may be where they are in the standings. But they've got a, some pretty good hockey players that will make you look silly if you let them. And the Oilers should know that since they haven't beat them in two years uh, and, and lost them earlier this season. So uh, it is a fear. And you're right, it is disappointing because the Oilers, uh, it, as Bob said, it wasn't a must win, but you can't lose this game. This is, a, this is when you got three red circles around. You know, This is, the, this is two points. And then we'll start taking care of the division games again. But, again, this is two points that we need. So uh, I, you, you like the honesty, but you're disappointed in the fact that it actually came to fruition and, and they lost two points because of it.
1: All right, nothing. Buffalo wins tonight. Quick weather and news update here. Then Mick, Tony, and Rocket next in the batting order. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Podcast. This is the
0: Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan.
1: Jack Eichel finishes with a goal and three assists. The Buffalo Sabres crush the Edmonton Oilers 5-0. Didn't even give uh, Robin Leonard. A shutout for his shutout, 33 saves for the Buffalo goaltender. So the Oilers 0-3-1 in their last four against the Sabres, the last two at Rogers Place. Remember, Rob, they played early in the 15-16 season, third game of the season. Buffalo won 6-2. Remember, that that was the night that one bounced in from mm-hmm. center ice, past Talbot, and then 5-0 tonight. So the only two times Buffalo have come to Rogers Place, they have won, and it's a combined score of 11-2. That is not good, not good at all. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, we do appreciate you tuning in tonight. It is 10.32. We'll get to Sabres coach Phil Housley in a couple minutes, but first we have Mick on the line. Hello, Mick. Go ahead. Hey, gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? We're doing well.
12: Okay, I'm sure we've all hit a a season low after tonight. Just wanted to mention I'm a 31-year season ticket holder. Uh, absolutely disgusted tonight, as we all are. Uh, I actually left the game after the second period tonight. I originally wanted to call and talk about uh, Peter Shirelli's off-season moves. I thought, uh, you know, picking up Jokinen and Strom made us uh, a lot slower, a lot less physical. But after listening to the conversation tonight, I wanted to comment on uh, on Lucic here. You know, I was at the game. I saw five giveaways, first period and a half. And, and um, I just don't pe- get people defending him
5: anymore, you know.
12: Would he be a top six forward on any other team in the league? I don't think so.
5: Uh, well, the, there'd be a few teams he would. There would. Uh, but, I, yeah, there, there would be a few. I mean, there was a number of teams that were trying to sign him. And, I know and, they
12: and, were. I don't know that they still would be.
5: Well, I'm, not, I'm sure the contract would scare some people now. I, the, the giveaways, you're, you're right, and that's something that has been there all season long. And Reed and I have talked about it a number of times. Uh, it's the ones you really notice are the ones uh, just inside his own blue line. And he'll cut, get the puck, he'll come to him, and he'll bounce off his stick or he'll throw it into an area that's not a safe area. Uh, and that was unexpected. I, that, I thought, would be a strength of his game. Because he's a big, strong, physical man. I thought that would be a strength, but that has turned out to be you know, a weakness in his game and something that you know, he needs to, to continue to improve on uh, because the Oilers, uh, they're not a, a confident enough bunch that when the puck gets turned over anywhere around their blue line, their, their capabilities of, of stopping the, the, the offensive attack is not good. And it turns into a long, extended time in their own zone. So you're absolutely right. The the, the turnovers is probably the uh, the most surprising thing that I've seen in Milan's game since he's come to the Oilers.
6: Yeah, and don't get me wrong.
12: Wrong. I was a big fan of his in Boston there, and uh, you know he fit that system and stuff. I, I just don't think he fits here in a top six role. But
5: uh, I just well, the problem. Okay, I understand you're saying that, but who would be ahead of him though? That's your problem.
12: Well, there's not. Well, that's the thing.
5: The but, yeah, they got to right? find.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if Milan Lucic is your your third line left wing, you probably got a pretty good team. Well, maybe Mick, you don't think so, but <laughs>
5: but I don't know who they would play ahead of him right now. Yeah.
12: No, no, it's a big question mark. I just uh, I just don't understand people defending him here because I really you know don't see the upswing in him that
1: we well, I don't. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think Rob necessarily was defending him earlier. He was just saying he's still. Finds ways to produce points and and has gone on bursts and is likely going to wind up in his same range. I think that's just the yeah, point this, this Rob was making. But he's had some tough. He's had more tough nights this year than he did all of last year, probably. Yeah. Yeah,
12: yeah and then people will get you know points and a lot of second of assists playing with Connor McDavid, and, and there was a suggestion he had eight hits tonight, and I would question that because a lot of his hits are actually missed, and they're hits that are happening when the plays going the other way.
5: Well, true, but, but there's they are don't still don't hits. Know, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Mick, thanks for calling, buddy. Hope the next game's better.
1: Let's go downstairs. Phil Housley, coach of the victorious Buffalo Sabres for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals,
4: Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Being on the other side of that too many times, just how much fun is that night like tonight? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, it feels good. I mean, uh, but first of all, I want to say thank you to... uh, Uh, I forgot to say this uh, uh, yesterday, the the Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oilers of, you know, the remembrance for uh, Jim Johansson really uh, was classy of the organization to do. So I just wanted to say I appreciate that. Uh, But looking at the game, uh, and I think we just built off the Calgary game, um, you know, we got some saves early when we needed them and uh, you know we settled in we got that early power play goal, the power play has been really clicking for us lately uh, and I think it goes back to, uh, you know, you go back to the game that we had at home the, the, the 7-1 loss, I think we learned a lot on what we need to do as a team and uh, in, in our checking and play without the puck and I think the guys are really enjoying that they're getting opportunities because of it and we're getting the puck on our stick because of that, we're drawing penalties and I mean, we got to continue to play that way, and uh, you know our goaltending's been very solid in the last two games.
8: Just a thought on, on Jack Eichel's play
4: uh, tonight uh, in general the last little while. It looks like he's really turned his game. Over. Well, I think it, it, Jack's uh, you know been leading us in the right way. Uh, he's playing well at both ends. His defensive responsibilities he's taken that to heart, and and when he gets an opportunity, to use his speed through the neutral zone and attack the game. He's he's doing a, done a terrific job. He's creating offensively. He's t- tough to play against in the offensive zone. He uses his body really well, uh, and, and he's fine in the net. And also his linemen are doing a good job of creating space for him as well. You
5: know, one of the things, Reed, that you heard when Jack Eichel talked and then again when Phil Housley talked, both of them talked about the fact that they get an early power play goal and how it just changes the complexion of their team, how they gain confidence off it, and they just seem to settle down. And obviously the opposite is happening with the Edmonton Oilers. Again, the early power plays, they're not getting the offense, they're not getting any momentum, and they're getting frustrated. Jack Eichel talked about earlier in the season when their power play wasn't working, how frustrating it was for them, and it carried over into the rest of their game. So the Edmonton Oilers, who should, as we saw last year, have a top-flight power play, when it struggles, it affects their game. When their penalty killing doesn't, do a good job like it didn't do it again tonight, it affects the rest of the game. And and especially teams have been horrible for the Oilers this year. And and you look at their record, and to me, that's the reason why. And it, it's just interesting listening to Phil Housley, who made a living on the power play. Yep. Jack Eichel, who is going to make a very good living on the power play. Both talked about the simple fact they score an early power play goal, just gave them the boost that they needed to win a hockey game.
1: The Oilers had a power play when it was scoreless halfway through the first period, didn't score. They had another power play when they were down two nothing. Didn't score. Wind up losing five I mean, so I know sometimes it sounds silly in a five nothing game saying, Well, there were moments, but Every. Every game's close to begin with. It's yep. 0-0 for at least a little while, or one nothing, or 2 nothing, and, yeah, maybe the Oilers could have got some life, but the special teams killed up again. They also allow three power play goals against 54.2% on home ice is the Oilers' penalty killing. That continues to be what we search for. With the adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors, if it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. We'll get to Tony, and you'll also hear from Connor McDavid, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre.
0: Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre, this is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630 Chair.
1: The Oilers are shut out for the sixth time this season. It's a 5-0 Buffalo Sabres route. Our fill the net total remains at $3,250. Booster Juice makes a $25 gift for every time the Oilers score this season goes to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Okay, I'm Reed. Rob is here. So's Tony on the open line. Tony, old boy, Hi, yeah, what's shaking? Tonight. Yeah, we're doing great, buddy. The Oilers got crushed. You probably noticed.
13: Oh, yeah, I turned it off after the second period. I was actually, for the first time this season, I've actually been embarrassed. Um, The three, there are a few points I want to make here. Uh, First of all, anybody who's blaming, and I'm not saying anybody is, but anybody who's blaming McClellan needs a reality check because a coach can only do so much. Our major thing right now is PC. Shirelli was the biggest mistake we've made. Second one if you, watch the Vegas, if you watch Vegas play, they actually enjoy being out on that ice and actually enjoy playing. It seems like we're only out there to basically make the money and show the players, then show the fans, okay, we're on the ice, you know, be quiet. And third one is, is yeah, I, um, third, actually, no, this one can be combined. I'd say put Cassian on the same line as McDavid. Because Cassian is fast. I've noticed it. I've never seen the guy skate that fast, but he can. So drop Maroon down and bring Cassian up. He's a, he's a big guy. He can hit. And also Lucic, yeah, people give Lucic a hard time, but everybody knows that the reason why he was brought in was for veteran leadership. He doesn't score much. He doesn't get put up to a lot of points, but he's a tough guy, and when he has soul, he will show up. And will make the other team realize. Okay, you know what? We should not have. We should not have come here.
1: Tony, we appreciate it. Okay. We're just gonna let you put your points out there, buddy. I don't think we need to react unless you really had a question that was killing you. Those are all fair, fair opinions. He's good. Yep. He's one of our regulars. He is. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Connor McDavid is the captain of a very disappointed Edmonton Oilers team.
2: I'm not sure you could ever uh, see a game like that coming, but considering how
7: well you guys have been playing and just kind of a good vibe around the room, is this one that really catches you off guard a little bit?
14: Ah, you know, we've done this before. It's kind of the same old story. So um, we'll pick ourselves back up and get at it again. I mean, that's all we can do.
3: As you evaluate the times that this has happened to you guys, Connor, you said you've done this before. What ingredient is missing in here that you think prevents that?
14: I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, if we, we knew we, we, we would fix it, we would, uh, you know, stop having performances like this. But uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, sometimes we just don't get up for games. Uh, and that's un- unacceptable uh, on everyone's part um, you know, when it starts at the top. Can
3: you just discuss the penalty kill and... I mean, three again tonight. It's been consistent here at home that that you're getting beat over and over. Mm -hmm. Is this a system that you're familiar with, that you played through your career? Is this something different to you guys? How would you describe the system?
14: Well, I think, you know, we we haven't changed much. I mean, last year we were a top-five penalty kill. Um, You know, it was was one of our strong suits, and and, we were able to build momentum off it. Um, You know, and you look at it on the road, I mean, we we still build momentum off it on the road. I don't don't know what it is when we come at home. We just... um, don't seem to get the bounces, but, uh, you know, we can say that all we want, but it's obviously more than that. Um, you know, it's a trend that's been happening all season long, and, um, you know, I don't have an answer for it. I wish I could tell you why, but um, I don't.
1: All right, well, the search for answers uh, continues in many areas for the Oilers, penalty kill being area number one. Sabres three for four on the power play, really three for three on ones
5: they were trying. Yeah, I mean, their their best player sat out the last few minutes of the hockey, and he did not go on the ice for their last power play. And uh, the Oilers'
1: power play 0 for 2. Oh, I didn't update that stat, Rob. People will be interested in that. In their last 12 games, the Oilers are now 2 for 27 on the power play.
5: Again, the the specialty teams are killing. I mean, the the National Hockey League is one, in my opinion, on specialty teams and goaltending. I mean, it doesn't matter what else you have on your team. If you've got a good goaltender and your specialty teams are good, you're going to be successful in the National Hockey League. The Oilers are terrible on the specialty teams, both of them in the bottom three, now bottom four in the National Hockey League, and the goaltending has not been anywhere near what it was last year. And when you go by save percentage, it's got. and I'm just guessing, it's got to be near the bottom of the league as well. So if you don't have those two aspects of your game going, you're not going to find success, and now the Oilers find themselves where they are in the playoff standing, standing simply because of uh, those reasons. I mean, you can fix anything else, you can trade, you can whatever you want, but those are the things that are costing the Edmonton Oilers right now and costing them mightily.
1: Five nothing Buffalo wins tonight. We'll get to Rocket on the open line when we get back. Canadian Brew House overtime open line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center.
0: Now. From the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Chan. Sabres beat the Oilers 5-0. That's almost as many times as Ryan Smith wore the C for Canada at the World Hockey Championships. Six the answer to face-off trivia. Rick knew that. He gets a $50 gift card to Buffet Royale Carvery from Armor Insurance. Protect your car home and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. Six is the answer. That's I feel like times. The, I feel
5: like the count off Sesame Street. I can't do the voice though. <laughs> I see Sesame Street a lot in my house. I should be able to do it too. But six is a well. I guess that's why they call you Captain Canada. Can the count kill penalties? Maybe he, he can. might be. They'll sign him quickly if he could. Those well, teeth would get in the shooting lane, wouldn't <laughs> they? We
1: have Rocket on hold. Rocket, thanks a lot for calling.
7: Hey, how you doing, guys?
1: Well, we're making Sesame Street references.
7: Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, watched Sesame Street for about uh, 20 years now, I guess.
5: Oh, right. 20 minutes, maybe. Hey, I tell you, <laughs> it is still dynamite. I can tell but you
7: I, I I remember it as a kid, for sure. I don't even think my kids watched it. It's so old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got about a minute here for you, Rocket. Go ahead.
7: So I, I agree with, like, the fourth previous caller i think um when he was talking about milan in the game and he does seem off um but he's he's also what i would classify as a streaky player he's going to get his points in in you know not like you know one point a game type deal but he's 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 going to get him in bunches. And but when he doesn't get points, he he brings other things to the game like the hits and and the intimidation and and I, I do agree with uh, that uh, that caller with um, you know the giveaways. But what he didn't say is like sometimes I see Milan inside our blue line and he makes a nice touch pass. He's got good hands, and so I I don't understand where the inconsistency in his game in that regard is concerned. But I also think that um, there's also like five or six other players and we, you don't have them going. You're not going to win a lot of games and it's not the McDavid's. It's not the, the dry sidles. It's uh, it's the rest of the guys. So, you know, second, third, fourth line guys. And that's uh, just one of your comments
1: on that. Yeah, I appreciate it, Rocket. Well, I mean, nobody had... <laughs> A <laughs> good game
5: tonight. Yeah, I'm I mean,
1: look the the truth about Lucic is 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 in is in the
5: middle. Uh, I mean, I, I, I he, think that there was such a buildup when when Milan came. Well, because they never had a player like that. no. Well, they have. I mean, that Messier guy could do just about. Oh, everything. sorry,
1: I'm talking oh. all the bad oh, okay. years recently. Yes, yes, okay,
5: yeah, I agree. And the, but the buildup was so high that I think that. Uh, the bar was unattainable for him. Milan Lucic is a guy that scores, if you go through his stats, he's about a 23-goal-a-year guy, around 50, 50 points. Uh, he, he gets into about you know six, seven fights. He'll throw some big hits, and, and that's what he is. And then you, the expectations are he's going to become a different player, when he came here, uh, and it, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, Lance had some big nights where he's changed the complexion of hockey games uh, with his physicality. And there's been nights where uh, you don't notice him. And I think... Or you notice... Or the negative, negative parts things, of it. And, yeah. I, and I, I think that his high and lows are, are much higher and much lower than the majority of the players on the team. When he's having an off night, it's very, very noticeable. Uh, when he's having a good night, it's very, very noticeable. So that's where you there are intangibles that he brings. Uh, Conor McDavid has talked about it a number of times, the leadership that, that, that Milan brings in the dressing room and how it, it, it helps him having him around. Um, certain games, it's always fun to have a Milan-Lucic in your lineup when you're playing against the, uh, the nastier teams out there. But when you play against fast teams, well, then Milan's that's not going to be his strength. So uh, he he's here. He's not going anywhere. He's got a long-term contract, so he will be uh, an Edmonton oiler. I can't see anything changing for for the duration of this contract. Uh, And you just, when things go bad, you start pointing at guys with the big contracts usually. And Leon was pointed at, fingers pointed at him for a while. Uh, Now it's Milan. Uh, In the past, it's been Hall, it's been Eberle. And rightfully so. Those are the guys supposed to carry the team. But when it comes to Milan Lucic, I just think that the bar was set way higher than he's actually able to attain. Well...
1: Everybody was bad tonight for the Oilers. They are whipped 5-0 by the Buffalo Sabres. They will try to right the ship on Thursday against the Calgary Flames. 5.30 face-off show here on 6.30 Chet. The game will start at 7. Rob, thanks for the show, buddy. Yeah. Great work. Well, I look
5: forward to a much more fun night uh, against the Calgary Flames.
1: Troy Bowlers, our engineer at Rogers Place. Kellen Kennedy is our student producer back at the 6.30 Chet Broadcasting Compound. My name is Reed Wilkins. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Buffalo 5, to nothing is your final.
0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad